podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Paddock Blues podcast. This is Melinda, and I'm joined with Jamie and Paul this evening. How are we, lads? All right, thank you. Yes, I'm. Thank you. You? How are you? Gucci, Gucci. Um, other than my eczema causing me some grief. Eczema. Um, eczema, thank you eczema, for your input. Eczema for everybody eczema. else. Oh, we're a Scouse podcast. Ex- no, no, we're not really. It's eczema. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, other than that, just wreaking havoc on my hands because of the sanitizer gel in the hospitals. It's just every time I go into a ward, I have to sanitize. It just burns. It's like insane. But we love hand hygiene. Um, so, yes, I anyway, mean, back to the pod. Um, we are just doing sort of a recap on some Everton news that's happened uh, past week. Uh, we'll also touch on... on um, some uh, of our upcoming fixtures and then we'll get into an Arsenal preview as well so to kind of kick things off um, some you know rumors um, that are going around on Twitter at the moment is that Everton is close to a complete takeover by 777 Um, I personally don't know a whole lot about these guys Uh, I I, I don't know about you guys I think all of us are a bit like in the dark about it really but um, from what I have seen is their track record is a bit sketchy with even reports of one of their main men being charged with drug trafficking in the early 2000s. That is not funny. I just think it's very Everton. <laughs> it is very Everton. <laughs> um, it's quite Everton. So, um, the Charlie, up the Charlie Smith and Sophie's. Apparently. Yeah. So, um, but the, already there's talk of this deal not going through as they wouldn't pass the, the, the proper owner test. So I think there's just a lot on the table with this. Um, are we selling our souls to the devil here? Are we literally trying to keep our fingers and toes crossed, hoping for something better? And now we're like, yes, this has come along. And is it just going to be even worse in the position that we're currently in? I think the question a lot of blues are asking. So, uh, Jamie, I'll, I'll come to you. Sort of what are your thoughts about uh, this 777 investment group? Uh, they've, they've been around for a while, haven't they? They've sort of been yeah. like, they, they would head to head with MSP and then MSP sort of took over them and got this agreement with Machiri and then they left and they've come right back. They haven't sort of gone anywhere. They've come right back in and took uh took the beans. Yeah. I can understand people why they're a bit sceptic of it because it's a bit like we don't know these, it's a bad track record, look at the other club that they're involved in. But listen, we we when Machiri come we all thought we were the new Manchester City and look at us now. So I yeah. just don't think we can write these off before they've even got through the door. You know, they don't we don't know whether these will come in and go, no, listen, forget the other clubs that that we're involved in using our main focus. I think they're worth like twelve billion as a sports group. Um yeah. so you know if everything you can get a slice of that pie then then why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Paul, what about uh, what about you? What are your um thoughts about uh this potential or well, probable looks like now take over from seven seven seven. Yeah, and it's just um, it's just if you if you know if you big on social media, I mean you listen to people on social media. Sorry, then it does sound like it's a it's a bit of a mad one and a bit. Yeah, I don't know. 
bit scary. Like um, I know Paulie Esk, who uh, a lot of people give stick to on Twitter, but he is an Evertonian and he does get a lot of things right. He has been proved right on a lot of things. He he doesn't think that these are the right people for the club, and uh, I I do listen to his podcast and I do. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, I'm confused, to be honest with you. I don't know what to think about it. Is it just a case of do we need to get away from Mishiri and Kenwright as soon as possible and see where we go? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound too good to me. Like, But it just proves, doesn't it, that none of us have actually got a clue what's going on at Everton. And Bar yeah. Mishiri will just do whatever he wants anyway. So I'm just going to go down the route of let's just see what happens to me personally. Uh, I'm not happy about it, but... Yeah, just got to get on with it, I think. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of um, Ken Wright, um, it's rumoured that, you know, he's going to remain as chairman while all this is kind of ongoing. And it just poses a question as well, if this does all happen and go through. I mean, typically when you look at takeovers in the past with other clubs, they normally do a mass clear out, don't they? Um, I just feel like he's this thing that just won't unstick like I feel like he's just gonna stay stuck to this mm-hmm. club no matter who comes in or what happens I feel like he just he just he just can't let go um so I don't even know what would happen I think he would just su- <laughs> I think he's just gonna find some way to stay a part of this even if his takeover does you know go through and it's successful and I think he'll find a way to continue on with that I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that but I don't know whether he can, though, because, you know, I watched an interview before that I've seen on Twitter and, you know, we gave an interview, and this is years ago, before Mishiri come in and it was like, you know, I'm going to, my my part and gift to Everton will be finding them the investment that they need and stuff like that, which he found. And then he couldn't let go because the power was too much for him and the money was too much for him. And people might not like this, but he actually does like Everton. Do you know what I mean? So he, he yeah, couldn't let fair. go. You know what I mean? So more. he likes himself more, but you know, all them things mixed in. He was a bit like, no, I'm staying. I think now it's like you've had your crack of the whip of getting us a billionaire. He didn't work. Yeah. Now you've got to go now. I don't think like because and really seven seven seven. If you're coming in and you're in charge of them, you've got to take a step out and go right. Why isn't this worth the second? They've had loads of money spent. So why isn't this worth? Who did he want out? What do the fans want? Well, you don't want him, and you don't want him. So as soon as you yeah. come through the door, really, to get the fans on side, you'd go, you out. Because he would. Yeah. If they came out to Kenwright, he went, get out. They'd instantly win a lot of fans around. But if he stayed there, I don't think you'd see any sort of improvement within the fan base. I think people would just go, oh, here we go again. I completely agree with you, Jamie. And, you know, but... I just can't help wondering. So I remember this, like when we've had talks about other in- investors coming in and wanting to take over the club. And I, I don't know where it was said or, you know, where, but I remember something along the lines of, you know, him not, Ken Wright not agreeing to any of this because basically he wanted to be able to stay on. Yeah. And then I think that's a massive reason why a lot of the deals have not worked out in the past because you're right, Jimmy. I think a lot of these outside third parties come in, they do their investigating, they go, okay, what does the club need? What do the fan? What does the fan base want? They probably look at all these factors, right? It's good business to do that to have a successful outcome of taking something over. And maybe they thought, Bill, mate, you gotta go, but maybe he refused. So maybe this is the turning point. Maybe you no, know, it is rumored that this is a done deal almost, basically. So maybe he has finally agreed to 
fly the nest. Who knows, right? Paul, what uh, what do you think about sort of Ken Wright in this whole? Yeah, I think it's a thing. well until there's a full takeover, they want him to remain there while they get their own board members in place, isn't it? But Bill Ken Wright remains and oversees all that. I don't see the point yeah. in it myself. Like I think he just needs to go with the rest of them. Bill Ken Wright's convinced that we need someone who understands the club working at the club. And I'll, me personally, I don't think we do. I think you need mm. to move at the times. And it it is more of a business now than what it used to be. It is. Football is a cash cow. It's there to make money, especially with this new stadium coming up. I'd, I'm not interested in having the tea lady who's been there since 1972 and she gets the foundations of the club. And Bill Kenwright stood on a boy's pen with his mates in the 60s. And I don't really care. I want to yeah. just win. And I want people to come in who are just geared towards making us win. But Bill Kenwright, he just won't give up. He will not give up this club without a fight. He won't. He does care about Everton. He's a massive Evertonian. No one can take that away from him. But yeah. he sees it as his club. I mean, he calls himself the Overlord. We've said this a few times on this podcast. The Overlord of Everton Football Club. Now, if that doesn't tell you something about the man's mm. ego, then nothing ever will. And again, we've got a caveat at all. I know people are saying he's sick and all that. We shouldn't have to explain ourselves. We don't want anyone to be sick. We don't want anyone to you know, have any disease or, you know, die, basically. So it's not a case of that. It's But it's time for him to go. He he, he needs to go. When this triple seven or whoever come in, not, none of these conversations should Bill stay. No, he needs to go. And yeah. the fans need to heal. And the only way we can heal is if Bill Kenwright leaves the club. And people say, well, you know, better the devil you know and be careful what you wish for. But I'd rather take it, just take a chance now and just jump in the deep end and see if I can swim, basically. Yeah. Well, it's, it's pretty sad. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't disagree with you, Paul. Like, you know, I do know he's a, he's a massive Evertonian and I, and I, and I respect that. Um, but at the same time, you've so you, damaged. So my, so yeah, exactly. And he's damaged this club. I, I, like, I, I don't even have words for how much he's, he's damaged this club and, and for how bad people were like his, his legacy now is just, tarnished yeah. with this club like there's no there's no coming back from this like you know people were it's all over twitter months ago saying you don't even welcome at goodison park anymore like so how you just if you love something mate you gotta set it free sometimes and this is just this is a perfect example of that he just needs to needs to let go i don't think he's, he's meant he hasn't meant for the club to fail i think that's wrong. No, if, no, i, I know you never so. said that but but if people say that he hasn't meant for it to no. It's just behind the times. It's it's like everything else. There's, you 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 pass so you get past your sell by date eventually in your job. You might be the best, but when when you're in your thirties, but you might get to sixteen, seventeen, you go, I can't keep up with all these young ones anymore. I'm gonna have to stop. And he's yeah, he, he's he's like 78, 77, 78. It's time for someone younger to come in with a with a modern business head on them to take this club to where it needs to be. And the way it needs to be is the Champions League, and we're never gonna get there with him ever. Yeah. No, I just think it shows. I just think this is massive for seven seven seven. Though, if you know whoever they bring in to take the reins at Everton take over, because uh, I know like the consortium isn't he, so there's one guy who owns it. I don't think, but um, they need to have a little bit about them and say, "This no me. This won't work with you. It hasn't worked with you. So we've sort of got to let you go." Um, I know this is this is going to sound mad because it's not really football related, but. I was thinking about it. It's like, have you seen like Wilco's have all shut down, haven't he? So yeah. imagine a businessman yeah. going into Wilco's and going, right, what's going on? I'm going to buy the company. What's wrong with it? 
and then saying to and someone goes, well, he's he, you know he's yeah. run this company to the ground. Even a you, the first thing you do is go, well, you're gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but well, and then he goes, but I was here when they fit, opened the first branch. He go, I don't care. See you later. Do you know what I mean? So I think Everton and seven 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 got to take that approach now. Get rid of the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the twats. <laughs> yeah, no, like we we're, we're too nice. What's the word? Like we were too nice as yeah, a football yeah. club. The family club. Like, yeah, like oh, you played ten games, did you on loan? Yeah, town come and have you know come and do the under fourteen. It's like no, stop all that. Just get the right people in the right places, and you give yourself a chance. Yeah, yeah. well, I've got another one. It's like Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares. So when he goes into a um yeah. a restaurant and he says, "What's the food like?" and he goes, oh, "It's great." Like, Why is there nobody eating here then? I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's not the food. So that's Bill Kenwright, isn't it? I'm not yeah. the problem. Well, you obviously are. You're part of the problem. You don't buy a business and keep all the same people in place for, for the reason that. It was failing in the first place. You've got to just yeah. root and just root them out and start again, which Mashiri hasn't done for all the you know, we all call Far Mashiri. I think that's his biggest mistake at the end of the day, is trusting the people who are already at the club. They've they've just um, sold them down the river, especially Bill Kenwright. We're never gonna be privy to them conversations, by the way, but that's just what it looks like from, from the outside, doesn't it? I yeah, just I, I mean they had to ask you something and Paul you you know, just tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. It'll be the only football club ever to have a takeover and the chairman stays. I I've actually never stayed at Newcastle. That's a very you good know, question, actually, Jamie. Stan Kroenke, Stan Kroenke bought Arsenal and don't think anyone on the board stayed at Arsenal. Anyone could listen and could tell me. But we the only football club where the full, a guy has sold his majority share and and stayed on. Liverpool, when they sold to the FSG, I don't think they... Stayed on Man United with the Glazers. Do you do you even know who Liverpool's chairman is? Because I don't. No. Well, I actually don't. Actually, you know. <laughs> isn't that a good thing? Because yeah, if you don't yeah. Know some, the name of someone's chairman. It's, it's like if you don't know the name of a referee, he's just getting on with his job. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's 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 whoever he she they are. They're not in the limelight for a reason because you're right. They're just doing what they need to be doing. So yeah. that that actually is a very good question, Jamie. I I'd actually be curious to. No, the That's where the whole that. Everton thing comes into it, though. This whole yeah, everybody yeah, needs to be Everton, and you know, yeah. let's get Franny Jeffers in because Franny Jeffers was born in Crockford down the road, and he loves Everton. And let's make him a coach. And Jose Baxter come through yeah. the U team, and let's make him a yeah. coach because we look after our own here. No, start again and go. Listen, your past is your past. You were a great club once. You've won all this. You've won all that. It still stands up to a lot of teams who are around today. Never take that away from us. But it's time for us to move forward and let that go now. Agreed, one hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's no, it's no secret that things are a bit of a mess. Um, I know that there is obviously some not so great conversations around this, um, 777 takeover, but I just pray to the heavens that, that some good does start to happen for this club because it's just really, it's just, it's, it's getting to be, it's getting to be a lot. And I've even noticed on, like we were talking before the pod and I just noticed as well on, even it's on Twitter, it's a, general low things are quite dull aren't they um so i think it's time that (laughs) we stop suffering and we start getting some positivity so speaking of positive news um there is confirmation of msp's 100 million uh plus investment already received by the club which means the stadium development will be completed um this is actually you know great news and and does sort of stop any um fears of everton sort of going 
on a very slippery downward slope, um, which we are very trying, fighting hard to climb up <laughs> often. Yeah. Um, so I think that is great news. Um, it's looking fantastic. When I do, do see the stadium updates, I'm just blown away every single time. It's going to be an absolutely beautiful ground, I think. Um, have you guys seen any recent pictures of, of the ground development? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's we did, uh, yeah, we done that live from Bramley Moor pod a few... When, when did we do that one, Jamie? It was before the season, mate, when we pre-season, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was pre-season, we sat up to our den and trust us to sit up to our when it was lasting down at rain, but <laughs> it, it, it looked great, like, um, yeah, that's it, that's good news, that's a day, that's a... I think it's a loan, isn't it? Is it a loan or an investment? It doesn't matter, they've, I think they've loaned us £100 million, Um I, I think, think it's an invest. Is it an investment? It says investment here, but I'll have to yeah, double check yeah, that. But it doesn't matter. It's whatever loan yeah. investment, and I think that secures Definitely. the uh, the future of the actual stadium. And uh, I was reading a story that will enable us to get further investment. But just going back to triple seven. Sorry, and forget to. It just sort of reek of. I don't know whether he's agreeing with me of Mishiri just deserting a sinking ship. Do you think that's out of order? Me out of order. Um, it's saying that he's not going to get as much money as he, as he's put in, so it's a case of he's he's losing out. Maybe he's just thought, I can't do this no more. I've had enough. I can't. Do well, this it. is a lot of people have have commented as well because the fact that how many outgoings we have had and how much profit we've made and not really bringing in any other players is yeah. is it's a case of Moshiri trying to get back some of his funds and then he's just going to yeah bugger off. And I mean that would make sense. Um, I just, you just, you, you can't trust businessmen, can you? Like, you just can't. Like, you'd want to sit here yeah. and think, he's got a good heart. He's got a good soul. He wants the best for the club. But but that's, like, I think, wishful thinking. So, like, it, yeah. it's looking more the fact that he's sold up and kind of stripped some assets to get some of his money back and he can just piss off from the club. But you'd like to think, oh, no, the fans are really not happy. This is not a good fit. I need to get out of here. But that's not the really war, The war in Ukraine thinking, has finished Sorry, sorry to interrupt. The, the war in Ukraine has finished Mishiri as Everton's owner. Because we all know that Alasha Usmanov was basically Everton's owner. And yeah. that, that war has kicked fair. off. And, and he just hasn't been able to spend any more money. And then Mishiri's been left on his own and going, I don't really want to do this. So it's a case of he's trying to get out now as well. That's just my opinion anyway. We're not financial experts. I don't know if you can tell. But <laughs> no, but... It's, not, it's not something that we're really interested in, but we're only trying to like go off what people are telling us online and stuff like that. So. I, I think you've got to look at the, the, the point as well, which um, I was talking to my neighbour Tony, to be fair, and he was, he was like, why would he want to sell? And I was like, well, it's mad because he, it's like you buying a plot of land, building a house, getting halfway up the house, and then going, I actually don't want this house no more. Do you know what I mean? And then getting like all the getting another loan against the bank to finish the house, and then going before it's even sold, before it's built, I'll sell this. But I'm going to take a lot more less money than it's worth. It's like it's the potential what's for he doing him. It's what that stadium could bring in, and I think that's what Triple Seven have. Not, I was reading a thing saying that they want to make it like a 365 day a year stadium, so not just for Everton. Do you get what I mean? So mm-hmm. obviously it'll be mainly Everton when we play on weekends and stuff. But they want to use it for concerts and other sports and stuff like that. And I think maybe that's, you know, they've, they've failed at other clubs. And it just doesn't have that kind of income. But maybe they see Everton and think we can make a shit ton of money here. Yeah. But they've got to put money into the club. That's what worries me. Yeah, absolutely. But there is massive potential there. Yeah. Like massive potential. Um, that is if, I mean, I think 
the question is staying in the Premier League. I think that's a massive question that we all have to ask ourselves yeah. as well. Um, Someone said the boss thing to me. He said that you don't it, you don't want to have a shit fish tank, a, a boss fish tank with shit fish. And that's what yeah. Everton will have, <laughs> won't we? We'll yeah. have this amazing mm. fish tank with the worst fish in the world. So we're we're have moss. That. It'd be like moss, won't it? Let's have some really good fish going into a brilliant. It'll be like it'll be like plankton, just like <laughs> yeah. going around in there. Yeah. <laughs> like the uh, <laughs> yeah, the little salt and vinegar chips. Just put one of them in there and just watch it float about. <laughs> oh my god, those are really good though. They're nice, them, Auntie. Yeah, they're yeah. really nice. Yeah, love yeah. those. Um, so looking sort of at you know obviously football, focusing on football player wise, um, mm-hmm. looking at our current squad, bit thin. Um, but I mean, I so I I didn't personally watch watch Onana play for Belgium, um, but apparently you know I did see sort of some reports on on Twitter from what I had read, uh, and I did watch like a highlight sort of like clips from him as well. Um, but apparently he's he's really excelled when you know he's he's played for Belgium um, when he's played more in a deeper role. So I want to sort of ask you guys this question: Do you think we are using him wrong, like in a wrong position? Do, do you think? He would be better played as as a six. Um, don't know if um, Paul. Or Jamie. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't see a reason why not. Listen, people go, well, why isn't he doing that for Everton? He hasn't got the mm. players. Look at the players he's playing with at Belgium. They're a lot. Exactly. Sorry, but they're a lot better than what he's playing with at Everton. So this is where we've had these conversations about Tanana. You know, how do we get the best out of him? Why why aren't we seeing the best out of him? He's playing with better players. It's not rocket science. You know, you put a player in with better players than he's playing week in, week out. He's going to play well. Um, so, yeah, possibly. Team is a number six. Why not? You know, if he can play there, that's another, you know, it's another string to his bow that we could use and we can utilise. So, we got mad at the match as well. He's only a kid. He's just, just, I think we're so, as a fan base, we're so ready for the next step. We're not ready to wait for it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, it, completely just about the point you made there about it's a different squad, isn't it? It's di- it's a diff- it's different players, and I I do think when you know even you just look at anything in life, if if you as a person or you know in your job or just even in life, if you're around a certain energy or you're around a certain caliber of, of people mm-hmm. or you know play in this sense like you are going to perform better so it's just it's one of those things I think where I I think we said this in the last pod didn't we We think in a way the players that are around him need to catch up to to where he is yeah Yeah. any thoughts on on that uh Paul yeah no I'd agree and people might laugh listening to the pod I think he's in his mind he's probably levels ahead of the players that we've got playing with him at the moment you Mm. know what I mean and it's nobody's getting onto things that he's trying to do he he has got an eye for a pass for a big fella. Surprisingly, like he can do the yeah. eye of the needle. I think that better will thrive with him. Hopefully, that's fingers crossed. That's what we all want to see. But uh, I would like to see him play deeper. But I think it's a case of uh, where do you play Adrisagana Gay? For me, Adrisagana Gay is undroppable. For me personally, I yeah, think he's he is a player yeah. that we that we badly miss it once he's not there. I think people would moan about him. But then if he doesn't play, you're like, no, we missed him there. He does the things that you. You don't really notice, do you, do you know what I mean? But uh, especially not right now. He's having good yeah. games right now, so yeah, I think he is struggling for position on Arna though, and I think he's a a very very easy target with our fans because of his personality. 
as I say, if it was going really well, we'd all be like up a bum hole. Basically, we'd all love him. We'd, we'd think he was great, best thing since sliced bread. But it's not going so great. So all like extracurricular activities of singing and and all stuff like that does our heads in and getting the crowd up and you're still laughing your head for you laugh for. Because anyway, you have to go for the bum hole. Like, why <laughs> you got to say the bum hole? <laughs> so, always aim for the bum hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Fucking yeah. I didn't even know I'd said that until then. Uh, yeah, no. I, I do think I'll never he's look at him the same again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> quite a lot of fucking pods. I know, I just bum hole. Stop it. <laughs> oh, oh, no, if you're listening to this, just ignore yeah, Paul. Yeah, I'm sorry. Please. No, he's a great player, isn't he? You, you all know from last season, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Amadou Onana. I, I think he's a great player, and I think he will be, yeah. but I don't know whether we'll see it. Really? That's, I just... that's my only worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that statement, actually. I thought you were going to say something else, but uh, yeah, no. I think time will tell. Um, You'd mentioned a um play- player there, Beto, um, who I do think he's going to be quite big for us. But question for you guys, just a little like discussion moment here, a little powwow between us all. Do you think there's room for both Beto and Dominic Calvert-Lewin in the starting lineup? And if so, where would you put either player? I think there's room for both of them. I think there's room for both of them personally. I think you could play Beto mm-hmm. as like a wide striker on the left and put Calvert-Lewin through the middle. And then you could maybe have a McNeil or a Harrison on the other side or Dan Juma. I think there's options for Everton to do that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I do like the look of Beto. He looks quite pacey to play him. People say you're playing him out of position, but as a wide striker, no. I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin, listen, we've had this conversation a million times. I think he's too good to drop me personally. If he's fully fit, yeah. you get him in the team, me personally. That's what I think. Completely agree. It's actually what I was thinking as well. I would, I would have DCL in the middle, Beto, and then I would have uh, Denjuma on the right. That's kind yeah. of my, my thinking as well. What about I'll you, Jamie? tactics board, uh, Melinda, by the way. Ooh, I am going to get it. So, Jamie, <laughs> you, you, you give me your thoughts on uh, if you think uh, um, they can both. I wouldn't, know. Ooh, I like this. Okay, yes, yes. I need a chance. I would keep, I'd keep Beto as your number nine. I'd keep him as the, 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 the the player we build round. I just Paul not Hunt. that I don't like Paul Huntley, yeah. Not that I don't like Donovan McCarvel Loom, but we all know his track record. I just think if you start moving better when he plays three, four games on the wing and he gets used yeah, to that and then you go, right, I'm you're not, not gonna go. For him. Sorry, mate, I'm not necessarily play, saying play him on the wing, by the way. Like as a three. Just to like go, try it. You, you can mean. go ultra attacking and you you play a three up front. Yeah, yeah, so he's high but he's yeah. wide, like the cafe yeah, against yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yes, and that's obviously that's a, you know it's great that we can do that with him, obviously. But I think I just like to see him up front, and we can go right. This is how this kid plays. So when Calvert Lewin comes back, we know how we play, so we can go right. We'll, we'll just we can do what Paul said, move Beto slightly wider. Uh, yeah. But if Calvert Lewin breaks down, we can go right. You go in there, and nothing changes. We all sort of we can just go right. We know exactly what this what this kid's about, and then obviously we bring like a Harrison on to go. A little bit wider as 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 a three or a Dan Juma McNeil. Yeah, I think I've had a few Blues having a conversation saying that maybe do you think the club may have given up on Calvert Lewin? Do you think that that could be true? And they've basically said to him, "Listen, this is your last season at Everton. We've uh, 
basically you spend too much time trying to get your fit, you're gonna to have to find another club. Or do you think that's that's very harsh of me to say that? I, I don't think that by the way, because you know I'm like his no, yeah, yeah, one fan, but yeah, maybe that maybe it's a case of Dice has just had enough now. We're gonna listen, Bethel's my striker, you're you're my backup striker. Do you think he will be the backup striker now? Yeah, I think so, mate. Um, just purely for the fact that we went out and got Bethel. Um, you know, you don't go out and buy a thirty million pound striker to to then go. Oh, by the way, but when this kid comes back, he's going to be playing over you. I know that can happen, um, but I just think John Dice is sort of not road calvary enough, but he's sort of gone. I'm not depending on you anymore, kid. You know, I've got to go out and get me striker, which he's got. Which I've got to be honest, I think Calvin Lewin will thrive off him better in front of him. Take the pressure off him. He'll yeah. take, you know, he may be able to get his mind better. You know, we all know Calvin Lewin's probably struggling mentally with the pressure of being Everton's number nine. Now he's not. It's like he might be chomping at a bit now. Now, if he's on the bench against Arsenal and Beto's playing really well, that might do Calvin Lewin's head in, where he's like, I need to get in this mm. pitch, I need to prove myself, I need to get back on this team, back in this team, and he's keeping me out of it. I've got to be better than him. I think there was a video, and I, I don't know if you've seen it, where Beto scores in the back post in training, and Calvin Lewin sort of walked past the camera and just turned. And he had like a little bit of a cob on, and I don't know whether people seen that, but he had like a little bit of a cob on, like, oh yeah, you know, there's someone here to come and take my place here. So it I think we might see... like more than one or two good players in every position. I mean, you need one or course, two yeah. good players. I mean, you looked at Man City's team from years ago when you see seen Eden Zeckel sitting on the bench, and you're like, why is he sitting on the bench? You go, because you got Sergio Aguero playing the front. Even now, mate, they've got Haaland and Alvarez. Yeah, for your fancy football team, you'd have Aguero up front as your captain. He'd be sat on the bench and Zach will be playing up front. So if it got, we ever got into a position where we could rotate the squad, then we've got a few options, haven't we? We have McNeil, yeah. Dan Juma, Calvert-Lewin, Harrison, Chimiti. For the outfall, then we'd, like, we'd have this conversation in the summer, mate, and we were desperate for a striker, and then we're sort of talking, if we get all them fit, that's a bad attacking life for yeah. anyone, <laughs> really. We're not used to having this many options. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like, Melinda. Oh my god! Do you think? Do you think there's room? I know you just agreed before, but if you prefer, would you prefer striker at the moment be better? Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I don't think we've literally just brought him in, and he, he's had two games, yeah. and he's and he's done well in the games that he's played. I think. Yeah. Um, literally, one was a cup game and then one was a Premier League match so I think now it would it would not be very good on the lad I think if we were to drop him if DCL just came right back and I, th- I think we need to keep him yeah 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 completely um so he's looking at tactics, but... he got it I got <laughs> it <laughs> hey. um so speaking of tactics um so looking at our next four fixtures we've got Arsenal at home Brentford away, Luton home. Luton at home and Bournemouth at home. Bournemouth yeah. at home, uh, yeah. um, and then we break again before we return uh, for the derby at Anfield. What state do we think we'll be in before we break again? This is a pretty massive game coming up, and of course, our first one back is Arsenal. But I think even these next four games are pretty massive, and I think for one man in particular, and that would be Sean Dyche. Um, I know we spoke on past pods as well um considering our run 
lately obviously is not great um we did pick up a point in our last game there um prior to the international break um but i want to get sort of your guys' thoughts on these next four matches ideally what point wise what would you guys like to see out of these next four games what 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 do you think is is reasonable and attainable nine uh, i was gonna say the minimum nine. for me is six okay he's got to win two of them four games or yeah he's got to go for me sorry not yeah. people want to hear that. I'm not being negative. Well, I am being negative because my name's Paul Brown and that's just the way I am. But he's got to go for me. If if, if he doesn't beat Luton at home and he doesn't beat Bournemouth at home, I'm sorry, yeah. that's that's, uh, that's it for me. This weekend, he's lucky really because Arsenal are a really good side. So you're not really expecting that. Well, I'm not. I'm not really expecting that. And on Sunday, I'm going with hope, obviously, always, that we can get something against them. They don't like playing at Goodison Park. So... I'm hoping, you know, we'll give them a game, give them a good fight and we can get away with a 1-0 win or something again. But I think yeah. after that, he needs to be going to Brentford and getting a draw and he needs to be yeah. winning them next two home games. Or if, he, if he don't, at six points, six or seven points, if he hasn't got that, then he's not he's not for me, personally. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, if, you, if you think about it then, if you're looking at it since the start of this season, that would only be two wins in eight. And I don't think that is necessarily unreasonable to ask for, Paul. No, it's not. Right? It's not. I mean, any manager to be under pressure, it's it's not a good record to have. I think he's lost five of the last six home games. Goodison is a nightmare, and it's not Sean Dyche's fault, by the way. This is just the way it is. Whatever. Goodison is an actual nightmare. We can get all these flags going and coach welcomes, and everything. it's it's not making a difference. It's yeah. making a difference for us because we feel better about ourselves. But these players are losing games at home all the time. Yeah. People say, oh, the chances we had against Fulham and Wolves, we lost. No one cares about anything but the, the results at the top left of the corner. We lost. Yeah. And we, got it. we haven't got long left in Goodison now. And I know. You've got to make it a fortress. You've got to make it a very intimidating and scary place for these teams to come and get results. And at the moment, and I said at the beginning of the season, I'd want to play Everton, especially at Goodison. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. As as much as obviously things are really, I mean, not not the greatest. <laughs> um, I think we just really need to just look forward. You know, we we yeah. need to keep pushing on. It, it it it's hard. I know it's difficult. And to everyone who's listening, trust me, we all feel your pain. We all feel the pain <laughs> being an Evertonian um, now more than ever. But we we have to get behind these players. And honestly, what we're gonna get, you know, we'll get to lineups and we'll have a chat about Arsenal. Um, which is coming up on on Sunday at home, um, but we have to we have to back the team. We have to back the lads. We have to back Sean Dyche. We we, we don't have an option. Um, we really need to start getting some points, and you know, the only way to do that is we just have to get behind them. Um, Arsenal at home, though. I mean, under Dyche, we don't have a terrible record so far, do we? We did get a one nil last season. Uh, which which was great. Um, looking at that game, though, I mean, one thing that I really took from um, that game last season was I just I just found that we just really we were we were pushing. We just looked forward a lot, and we just we just drove the ball forward. So I think that was a massive thing that we did right. Was we from the start? I think had a very good presence, and I think being a good and obviously with the fans behind the team had a lot to do with that um so what do you guys think we need to do this for for sunday to hopefully get another win 
Um, we've just got to defend. We've got to defend a lot better than what we've been doing. Um, yeah. Making mistakes defensively, left, right, and centre. Players have got to be able to just do the basic stuff, especially against Arsenal. If you don't do the basics against a team like Arsenal, they'll tell you to pass. So do the yeah. basics, get the basics right, and then you know you can go from there. You can start off winning your set pieces. You can win your aerial duels. You know, if I, if Sean Dice is not telling these players, win your individual battles. You know, yeah. this is a team that will try and pass you off the park. Do what you did last season. Volley them, kick them, push them. You know, because as soon as you do that, you go to some park. You know, if yeah. you're in a 50-50, don't back out of it. Go through it because you've got 40,000 people going through with you. So, the way to... That's the only reason. Listen, if you can, if you do anything against Arsenal, we've seen it last year at their ground, that the guy made a couple of mistakes. Did you pounce on you? This is what world-class Premier League footballers do. They'll pounce on any mistake. So we, I know it's easy saying it, but you've got to have a game here where you've got to get everything spot on and you give yourself a chance to beat these teams. But I, yeah. I just wanted to go back to the Sean Dyke thing with Paul. Um, he said about, you know, he's not for him. I genuinely think we might not get the looting game of the Sean Dyke. I think he might be gone by then. I don't want him sacked, by the way. But if I, you, don't, I don't know if he's for me. I, I just think, mate, you look at our fixtures that we've had. Take this Arsenal game. If you look, if you put them fixtures on the wall, you'd go, right, well, the Arsenal game, yeah, you know what? Let's see what can happen there. That's all we've played, you know. No, Chef United, you probably get beat against Villa. Yeah, but then you got like Chef United, Fulham, Wolves, yeah. Luton, you know, Brentford too. away. Even you know, why are we why are we automatically going? Oh, Brentford away, we'll get a draw. It's just why can't we go and beat them? Is this now a Sean Dice thing where we go? Well, let's go away and get a draw. Let's. I think he's got. Me. Yeah, I think he's got. Full, I think he's got to Luton, and I think if he hasn't got four, five, I think if he hasn't got four, maybe five points from them, six points possibly, it'd be gone. Especially if seven, I, seven, seven come in. I just think we've be, we've become accustomed to not winning games of football where the fan base has gone. Well, you know, you can see he's getting beat there, and that's just the way it's become. And it's become, it's become a really bad habit of not winning football games, and. Yeah. I know you think the same as me. I'm not going to accept it, me. And people say, I keep getting it with this. Well, who's going to come in and manage this? Go and find someone. That's their job to find someone to manage this football yeah. team. That's not my job. Go yeah. and find someone who can do the job properly. If the manager's failing, then my work, they sack him and bring another person in to do it properly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying he's doing a bad job, by the way. He's been given a bad hand and we have been unlucky in games. But no one's asked. No one No one cares if you got beat 1-0 in the cup final and you put and the losing team is the better team. You don't even remember the winners. Nobody cares about the losers. Paul, I just you can't be un you can't be unlucky and be relegated. The same as you can't be lucky and win the league. You've got to be on it. You've no, got to be well, you've got to be classed. Yeah, you've got to be classed to win the league. But you've got to be really poor to be relegated. It's simple as that. That is well, it. I, I think it's the conversation that no Evertonian really wants to have at the moment because I think if you're thinking it or you're saying it, you'd you'd think to yourself, well, I'm not. I'm not really for. I'm not backing the team. It's not a case of backing the team. I'll be there no. screaming for them and hoping for the best, like I always am. But I just don't know. I just don't know if he's for me. I just I listen to his interviews. I zone out when I watch his press conferences. I can't watch them all the way through. I'm not interested in what he's got to say. I just I'm, I just he just doesn't do nothing for me. Now if we were yeah. winning games of football, I wouldn't be bothered. But we're not, so he doesn't. Yeah. 
So that's just where yeah. I'm at at the moment. Like. Yeah. yeah, I th- I think just most importantly, like we just need to start getting wins. Like I I know I know it's it's I mean it's not that simple, but it is that simple. Is, like I don't I don't simple. exactly yeah. yeah it's not, but it is you know like I so I think that's we just need to make Goodison horrible on Sunday. Um, and we just, we just really need a win. That's going to do wonders for, I always say wonders for us, wonders for the team. Um, yeah, I'm but... sick of being on goal, Beth. Stop drinking. I'm sick of losing games. We'll start fucking winning then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. So looking to Sunday then, um, let's get into any changes we would make with the current squad. Um, our starting sort of 11 and, uh, our predictions. So who wants to go First, um, Jamie, Paul. Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, go for it. Um, McNeil's fit, isn't he? So yeah, so we know that Calvin Lewin be fit as well. This is before yeah. Sean Dice's press conference as well, by the way. Um, me, I'd go Pickford, Garner, Brandweight, Tarkovsky, Michalenko. I thought Michalenko played really well against Saka. Um. Okay. I, for Ukraine against England, I'd go Ghana and Anna Decore, big, powerful midfield, and then McNeil, Dan Juma, Beto. Yeah, I'll go with okay. that. That'd be, my, that'd yeah. be my team as well. Yeah, the only thing, I mean, I, I didn't put Mikolenko and I put Young, but now That's actually I'm, I'm wondering yeah. if. Because I think you're right. Play he... Young, by the way. I, th- I, I think he will as well, yeah. But he'd and be Michael right. Kane. <laughs> Stop it! Isn't there a, isn't there a bit Stop of a doubt right over, over Brantwaite? Or is he all right now? To be no, definitely he's all right, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, that's the team I would have went for. The only yeah. thing I was running an hour and over was to put Calvert-Lewin in and no McNeil. And was to go for what I... The Beto... Is he fit, DCL, though? And Dan, do you yeah. think? Yeah, he's, he's fit to play. Cal- he's well, training, yeah. Well, I knew I knew he was in training, but I didn't know if he was. No, no, he's he only had space, didn't he? At all, and all that stuff. So, okay, well, that be swollen, well swollen down, and everything. Now. Yeah. All right, all right. Some players having the bench on. I know. Um, and predictions. What What are we thinking for head and heart, guys? Uh, wow. I will go. Heart, head. Sorry, sooner Arsenal. Ahead, but one nil Everton. Battle. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about you, Jamie? Uh, head. Two one Arsenal. I can see. Battle scoring his first goal. There's some goal in a win or lose really, and then mm-hmm. heart. One nil. Uh, Everton. Again. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Not half one nil Arsenal. My God. <laughs> I was like. Huh? <laughs> um, what about you? What's your lineup and prediction? So lineup is is the same. I, I just I just had Ashley Young. Oh, I see. For for Michael, let you go first with your board, shouldn't we? That's you. There it is. Hey, hey, look at my little names on there. It's so we'll take, cute. We'll take a little uh, photo of that and we'll put it on the uh, Twitter. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be great. Um, my writing's a little bit messy, but it's fine. We move. Um, oh God. So my, my heart is saying 1-0, and I actually think McNeil will score. Um, mm-hmm. And my time, head It's time is for a saying, bet, Melinda. You haven't done a bet so far this season. I haven't 
And I'm actually like, I, I think I, am I four for four? I think three for three or four for four. Or three for three or four for four, yeah. Because I got Mope. I got Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin. And it was, was McNeil Damari on the other Gray. one? Or Damari, Damari Gray. Gray. Love of my life. So you've, got to do a prediction. you've got to do a prediction and then a bet now at the end for people. Okay, one nil. I'll do first goal scorer. I will do uh, McNeil. My head is saying, unfortunately, yeah. Two. I would go. I was going to go two one Arsenal, and I think the one will be McNeil. Um, I think he's in. I think I think he's going to want to get a goal. Um, but I think. I mean, I think we'll lose it. But you never know. They do surprises sometimes, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Time. Like we could. We were looking forward to Sati with me. Under the lights yeah. of Goodison. Yeah. But Sky, if Sky have got their own way again, ruining football. And we got it's just a whole different Sorry. vibe when it's on a Sunday. And I just, yeah. I mean, four we'll, o'clock, yeah. I know. Is it 4 30? 4 30, yeah. 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 Silly. Well, anyway, um, honestly, it was, it was great catching up with you guys. Um, great pod. Hopefully, it is a little win we can talk about a massive win really that we can talk about uh next week when we do our uh sort of recap of the match and um preview for the next but uh yeah thanks for joining me tonight guys thank you problem thanks for hosting again anytime my guy anytime uh and up the toffees up the toffees sports social podcast network